Okay, Ali, I think it's important that we start with a quickfire joke. We tried it before, and I think it works really well just to make sure that the listeners know this is the kind of podcast I want to be listening to. So I'm going to show them the kind of quality that they can expect. Hit them in the quickfire joke. The podcast is on Spotify now. Yes. We're on another avenue. So there might be people just chancing upon this on Spotify. So they're like, well, well, well impress me. So here we go, quickfire joke. Get them into the podcast. What is Satan's favourite spice? Cinnamon. Although he's also he's also rather partial to assault. And we're off, listeners. We're off. Last week on the David Eagle podcast, belching and nose blowing. Silly potato. Sexual advice. Stupid potato. Could you play me a bit of Simply Red? I think we've managed to make quite a lot of comedy there out of Harold Shipman. The sugar babes mixed with a little bit of blackadder. My penis is going to be fully loaded very shortly. Oi, oi! <laughs> it's as if you're deliberately going for smut. Circumcisions, people! Yeah. Oh, Carl, Phil, Mary, Amore and Justin, are you ready? It's the David Eagle Podcast! Yes, it's the David Eagle podcast, and I hope, I hope that those listeners aren't shirking their duties. Just because they can be outside now, you're allowed to meet with friends, I hope they're not thinking, oh, well, we don't need the David Eagle podcast. Far from it. Now that you're allowed to meet with friends, I would suggest that maybe our listeners meet up and have uh, the David Eagle podcast party. They could meet up, and the good news is, they'll be able to meet up, and they'll still have room for one more. So there you go. So as we mentioned at the start of the podcast, we are now... Now on Spotify, now when you type in the young'uns into Spotify, it recommends my podcast because obviously <laughs> I've recorded episodes that mention the young'uns, so now the episodes of this podcast will come up. So I like the idea of someone checking out the young'uns, my folk band, and finding the song about my penis. Um, <laughs> that's what I, that's what <laughs> I dream of. And then surely at live gigs they'll start requesting, they'll go, David, my penis, my penis! I want you to do that when we have our Live to Your Living Room gig on April the 24th. <laughs> Fourth. So the young'uns are doing a live to your living room gig, an online gig, and uh, there will be, I think, like a, a section where you can ask questions yeah. and that kind of thing. So that will be your opportunity to request my penis. <laughs> I think that'll be absolutely brilliant. And I don't think the other two listen to this podcast out of jealousy, yeah. I think, because they, they know the successful one from the young'uns is just getting more and more successful. And now he's branched out from the world of folk, not only from the world of folk into comedy, but now into dance music. I think there's a lot of jealousy there. And I think, let's rub salt into the wound even more by <laughs> requesting my penis over and over again. On the subject of my penis mm. and last week, I think we should try setting ourselves a bit of a challenge this week okay. because last week was very penis-orientated, was very penis-heavy. We said the word penis must have been at least 100 times. Obviously, I'm seeing it quite a lot now, uh, but there was quite a lot of smut on last week's podcast, so I thought let's set ourselves a bit of a challenge and let's try and keep it a smut-free zone. All right, mm. let's see if we can do that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I wonder how many people did play the drinking game last week. I wonder, because we haven't actually had much in the way of feedback this week, so it might be because everyone is still comatose from the penis-based drinking game, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> but the good thing with uh, Spotify, as does Apple Podcasts as well, is that it recommends, it says what other podcasts people listen to who have listened to your podcast. And uh, the ones for mine are fairly self-explanatory, really. There's the Young'un's Podcast, which mm-hmm. is the podcast of my folk band, Folk on Foot, so that's a folk music podcast. And then the third suggestion is a podcast about depression. (laughs) <laughs> and I don't know how this is working. I don't know what, what, what the order is. If people listened to the podcast on depression and then thought, oh, that was insightful, I suppose, but I'd like to cheer myself up now. I'll listen to the bit of the David Eagle podcast. Or if people are listening to the David Eagle podcast thinking, bloody hell, I feel depressed after that. I wonder if there's any podcasts on depression. <laughs> See if I can sort myself out. Ellie, I did mention, actually, on last week's podcast, that I was very excited mm. about having a guest on this week yeah. who I was very excited to bring you. Now, maybe listen are getting excited about this. Maybe the people who listen to the Depression podcast are like, yeah, but I've been looking forward to this guest all week, wondering who it's going to be, because you were really excited about it, David. Well, I'm sorry, this is not going to help your depression, because (laughs) I did interview this particular person, but the interview didn't get very far, because unfortunately, his internet was buffering absolutely terribly. There was a massive buffer problem. So we are going to bring you that interview, not next week, but the week after, because next week is a very special podcast, because Mm. it's the final 
herbal tea of the week, and it is, of course, National Tea Day. Of course, of course. <laughs> of course, and as if you didn't know. So we'll be uh, doing a very special tea-themed podcast for that. Very special. So it'll be the week after that we'll be interviewing this mystery guest. However, I'm going to play a little game now, Ellie. You know yeah. who it is, but see if listeners at home can have a little guess who our mystery guest might be, and you can see if you are right in two weeks' time. It's going to be difficult because this person is speaking, but there's a lot of buffering going on. And so we just came up with what we were and lost in theatre like that. I'll tell you what we should do. I'll, I'll, I'll just, I'll just into yeah, the bands. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think you can see why we had to abort that interview. So we're going to try it again, and we'll put it out in a couple of weeks' time. So who do you think that is, listeners? Mm. And also, maybe you could try and work out what is being said as well. Any ideas? What, you, what this person is talking about? Well, so we just came up with what we did and lost. Uh, so there you go. What's he talking about? What words can you hear? Get involved. It's a brilliant game uh, to try and translate that. In fact, I've got a little jingle, Ellie, for this feature. Oh, yeah. Um, please translate. Please translate. <laughs> please translate. Please translate. Please translate. For uh, <laughs> listeners who aren't regular <laughs> podcast listeners, um, this is um, myself at the age of 14 singing a self-composed song and we played that when we were rifling through my big box of cassettes and Ellie picked out a cassette because I recorded all sorts of cassettes when I was a child and we play one each week whichever one Ellie picks out of the box I don't know what's going to be on it until I press play mm. and that was what was on it a few weeks ago who knew it was going to come in handy as a jingle what will be on this week's mystery cassette we'll find out Ooh. as Ellie takes a, a rifle in my big box now feature cassette roulette this week is our our penultimate herbal tea of the week. We review a herbal tea each week. And at the moment, our reigning champion, maybe rather controversially, is Pucker Maca Magic. Cacao Maca Magic. Pucker Cacao. Pucker. Pucker Cacao. Please translate. Please translate, I have no idea. Can this week's tea become the new champion? We'll find out in the penultimate herbal tea of the week. And we shall stay in the kitchen as we do our multifaceted potato-based feature. And in potato news, we're doing a psychological scientific experiment and we're reviewing the progress of our potatoes, which I believe we planted five weeks ago. Find out how our potatoes are faring in potato news. And this week, one of our sacks of potatoes will be having a bit of a run-in with the Ghostbusters. Find Ooh. out what that's all about shortly. That... And more coming up on this week's The David Eagle Podcast with me, David Eagle. And me, Ellie Skinner. Because again, we I forget to say who's who. I mean, they know. <laughs> I mean, I no, hope I, they can tell. Well, no, but we don't. People who've never listened before will maybe know who I am. Because your name's mean, in the title. But they don't know who you are. No idea. Your name's not in the title yet. No, and probably never will be, but that's fine. It's di Well, it's difficult, isn't it? The David Eagle and Ellie Skinner podcast. It's sort of getting well, unless, a bit verbose. Unless it goes into the Eagle Skinner podcast. Eagle Skinner. But then I think people will expect some kind of podcast on sacrifice yeah bird based sacrifice and we can't keep that up every single week again this um, is a smut free zone <laughs> so last week I'm really glad that we got the podcast out on Thursday because mm. if we got it out on a Friday that could have been a little bit different because obviously all broadcasting just sort of changed didn't it yeah. because of the death of Prince Philip I was sort of fascinated Ellie by mm. the uh, the different ways in which various broadcasting outlets covered the story as it broke that yeah. Prince Philip died now bearing in mind if you think of breaking news as soon as you say breaking news, you've got to say what the breaking news is quickly. Because that, when you say we've got to head over somewhere for a breaking news update, you start to worry. Surely your brain starts to go, oh God, what's happened? Is there, is there an attack? Is, is You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. I've managed to find some clips of various radio stations breaking the news. I thought we could have a little listen to see how various radio stations dealt with receiving the information and then passing it on to their listeners. This is KISS and this is how they dealt with it. I found it quite interesting that they waited for the song to finish. So it's breaking news but they still thought, oh no. She waits until the song finishes before announcing the breaking news. 
You got it with me, Andrea Zara, on KISS. We need to cross over to the newsroom now for a breaking news update. Here's right. If you need to cross to the newsroom for a breaking news update, surely you should cross Just straight, do it away. straight away. Just yeah. say, right, we've got some breaking news. Get to the point really quickly. That's what we do on the podcast all the time. Yeah. We get to the point quickly. There's no. She waits for the song to finish. Then she announces the name of the radio station. She announces, which I say is irrelevant. She announces her own name, which mm. I find a bit odd. We don't need to know your name. If this is breaking news, maybe, you know, why has she got to do the radio station branding and why has she got to mention her own name? And also, what is this thing she says at the start? Bearing in mind, she now knows that Prince Philip has died. Yeah. So she wears the son to end and then says some weird thing about, you got it here with me. You got it with me, Andrea Zara, on... Got what? What does that mean? You got it with me. It's a weird phrase to say when you know that the, the prince has died. Kiss, we need to cross over to the newsroom now for a breaking news update. Here's the latest with Rosanna. You don't need to say the name of the newsreader as well, so there's lots of sort of information there that's not yeah. needed, Ellie. Her name, the name of the newsreader, the name of the radio station. But I would argue there's even less need for it when this happens at the end of the news bulletin. I'm Alex Richardson. She's Alex Richardson. But the woman says... We need to cross over to the newsroom now for a breaking news update. Here's the latest with Rosanna. So she got the bloody name of the woman <laughs> wrong anyway. I'm Alex Richardson. Yeah, exactly. Well, so, she had to correct the mistake, didn't she? <laughs> well, before I tell you that Prince Philip's died, I'm just going to correct you. I'm Alex Richardson. Oh, I think you're fine. He saw himself as a moderniser of the British monarchy. Orchestra. Oh, yeah, I never knew about this. See if you knew about this earlier. This is fascinating stuff. I need to do some more research into this. He saw himself as a moderniser of the British monarchy. Orchestrated the first royal walkabout. Did you know about that? I, I didn't know whether he's done other pub chains as well. Is there a, <laughs> is there a royal slug and lettuce? I'm Mark Goodyear. We're crossing now to our news team for some breaking news. Yes? <laughs> this is a special news bulletin. I mean that, and even so, even now. So if you're on tenterhooks now, you're going, what's happened? Is a nuclear disaster? What do I need to do? Where do I need to hide? What, what's, what's going on? There's five seconds of delay, and then even when they get to it, they don't just announce it. This is a special news bulletin. The Duke of Edinburgh, Prince Philip, has died. Finally, so... That, that... <laughs> David's just got Not finally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh <my laughs> now, that, if that was taken out of context, that could be taken oh out of context there. It's approaching 12.30 on Friday the 9th of April. And I mean, that's taking it. That's just taking the piss. This is a breaking news update this guy's got to do. And he's for some reason thought, well, I will get to the news update, but before we do that, I must tell him what the time and the date is. We know, I think we <laughs> bloody know what the date is, mate. It's approaching 12.30 on Friday the 9th of April and we now cross live to our newsroom for breaking news across the whole of the UK. Yes? Breaking news? Breaking news? Buckingham Palace has confirmed the news with a statement. What news? Because <laughs> he was so slow to fade it up that we now don't know what the statement is. It says it is with deep sorrow that Her Majesty the Queen announced... Then he plays some music over the top. He's not having a good day. This is the award, Ellie, for mm. slowest announcing yeah. goes to Adrian Childs on Five Live. <laughs> it's just coming up to six minutes past 12. You're listening to BBC Radio Five Live. We're interrupting our normal programming now to bring you some important news. Bucking I mean, again, you know the news. Why tell us who you are, what the name of the station the is? Palace has just announced the death of His Royal Highness the Duke of Edinburgh. But obviously they've got protocol. So this is because it's a presenter and they're not cutting to the news. They've got protocol. So what you can hear here in the background, Daddy, mm. is the producer in his headphones is telling him what to say. When he stops speaking, the producer then tells him what to do next. The Duke of Edinburgh. Did you hear? Oh, repeat the repeat news. the news. The Duke of Edinburgh. Just to repeat that. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've been told to. I've been to. told to. I mean, it's very odd, because we can all hear it. Why doesn't she, like, hold a card up? Anyway. And also you get a lot of mouth noise from him. Just to repeat that. There's a lot of mouth noise with Adrian Childs. Edinburgh. Just to repeat that, Buckingham Palace has just announced the death of His Royal Highness, the Duke of Edinburgh. Okay. <laughs> 
Let's go in that live. And then he doesn't even, he just acknowledges. Okay. It's so hard. What did she say? Go to prayer section two. Go to press section two, Prince Philip was 99. We hear the producer say, and then he goes... Okay, Prince Philip was 99 and was the <laughs> longest served. So basically... You've got so someone... they've got a script yeah. that they've put up on his screen and she's just telling him which where bits to go. to go into. Surely they've got the technology to like highlight bits of the script and stuff like that rather than have this odd bit where you just get Adrian Charles making mouth noise and then in the background you can hear the producer. The death of His Royal Highness the Duke of Edinburgh. In a few minutes... <laughs> Go through all the clips. The Duke of Edinburgh. In a few minutes... Go through all the clips. clips Go through and, do it all again. and do it all again. It's odd. It almost makes a mockery of the protocol when we can hear the producer going, Go through the clips now. Repeat that again. Right, do it from... Philip was 99. Philip was 99. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. It takes away from the reverence when I you wonder, hear a producer in his ear. <laughs> I wonder if, in the same way as you might have a fire drill and you have to practice evacuating a building, if they have a important person's death drill and they have to practice Well, if they have, this. they've not done a very good job. Well, may, yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe the producer's one. confused. Maybe, they, oh, God, imagine that. Maybe they were due uh, the death of Prince Philip drill and then they aren't aware this is the proper news story and they're on live on air in a few I mean the hot and the mouth noise the Duke of Edinburgh it's almost like he's on the archers in a few minutes we'll be joining the rest oh, did he, he didn't die as well did he Geoffrey Archer mm. of uh, BBC Radio so anyway I find that very odd um, yeah wasn't much of a game I'd oh this is BBC Manchester wasn't much of a game I had a game boy for a bit and played a bit of Tetris and that was about it real that was as, as far as my technical skills went in terms of gaming but I'm sure you might have a few of them no response to that because they've <laughs> faded it out because they want to go to a breaking news story. But if you're just listening to BBC Manchester, and I'm leaving this running, by the way, this is the amount of silence we're really? talking about. So listeners now are going to go, what the bloody hell's just Has happened? Has my radio gone off? So one minute she was talking about Tetris, and now there's 30 seconds of silence, or more. Still nothing doing this in real time. I think I am. I think there's more <laughs> of the clip. <laughs> that would be quite funny. After a minute, I'm like, oh, no. Maybe Ten I, minutes later. Maybe I ended the clip there. I should just check. To see. Oh, yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> see, and it just okay. fits. If this was silence and that kicked in, I would have thought this is the end of time. The, the end of the world? Yeah. So like, come on. It's like, there's been a nuclear strike. We're all done for. Everybody stand for the national stand anthem. Stand for the anthem. It'll be the last thing you hear. Yeah. Bloody hell. So that's a minute of silence and then just the national anthem. And at this point, anyone listening to BBC Manchester, they might have been able to infer what's going on, but I don't know, really. And then? Buckingham Palace has announced the death of His Royal Highness, the Duke of Edinburgh. This is my favourite, Ellie. Radio 1, dance. Okay. Okay, this is how... Is this like an extra digital... This is an extra digital station for BBC right. Radio 1, and this is how they chose to go to breaking news. someone's listening to this they'll be going this is a weird mix I don't know what's going on there might be some people who are like I love it it's avant-garde it's unexpected you know I have to get this remix so some people might be thinking that this is just part of the dance tune but if you so I can imagine someone listening now going oh here we go what's going to happen next are they going to bring the beat back here we go oh yes Radio 1 dance, it does some pioneering dance music. Here we go, bring the beat back now. Drop the beat! Huh. 
Buckingham Palace has announced the death of His Royal Highness the Duke of Edinburgh. So that's how BBC Radio One dance uh, chose wow. to announce. Imagine, Ellie, if it was a Sunday evening when uh, Prince Philip died. Yeah. You know, imagine if it was Sunday evening and you had Dave Pierce doing his dance anthems. <laughs> That was a much smoother mixing. It was. It was very smooth. <laughs> but my favourite one, and we we're going to end with this one, a radio station in Ireland who uh, chose to announce the breaking news of the death of Prince Philip like this. Lunchtime live at Newstalk.com. And just to bring you some breaking news, Prince Philip, the Duke of Edinburgh, has died. Buckingham Palace has announced. We will try and bring you more information on that as it comes, but it was known that he was receiving treatment in hospital for some time and now the news has been released that he has died. But how are you all today? Um, it's Friday, the sun is shining, the news seems positive <laughs> around coronavirus okay. figures. And this morning on the way into work, um, I had the rather unglamorous task of dropping a sample back to what? my GP. Even so... Oh, but even so... I mean, it's not their knocking, is it? It's just so interesting to see the way that they've done it, because she's essentially just gone, Prince Philip has died. But anyway, the weather's good. Uh, I had to take a little bit I of turn to take back a, to my doctors. Yeah, take some of my shit rid of the doctors. Anyway, well, I know, we'll try and bring you more, if we you know, if we can, if, if our journalists can be bothered, but, you know, we'll see. Anyway, so that's how various radio stations covered uh, the death of Prince Philip. And now, I'd like to think there's a podcast out there that's covering how the David Eagle podcast dealt with the death of Prince Philip and they could get very meta. <laughs> We've got in the past it's been from periods to potatoes. Last week it was from my penis to potatoes. This week from Prince Philip to potatoes. Potato, 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 from potato, Prince Philip potato, to King Edward. News. Breaking news. <laughs> You got a potato news now, David? Yeah, OK. Um, we're off to potato news now, listeners. So this is a multifaceted potato-based feature. We've been growing potatoes for the last five weeks. Uh, there's a sack of potatoes. Uh, there are three potatoes in said sack. So far, potato one is the bookie's favourite. It is doing the best. But we discovered last week that potato three was nipping at potato one's heels. Will potato one have managed to remain the best potato, the hot potato, the leader of the sack, or will it have been usurped by Potato 3? Or has Potato 2 suddenly just come out of nowhere? We're going to find out in Potato News. Also, a psychological scientific-based experiment based on Heston Blumenthal's theory, the food scientist, that if you speak to food positively, then it will flourish. But if you speak to it negatively, it will rot. And we are trying that out. We've got two other sacks of potatoes. One that we are speaking positively to and, and another sack which we are hurling insults at last week. As you heard on the last week on the David Eagle podcast uh, montage there, we had a child, we had Rosa, uh, who was lambasting our negative potatoes. We're going to find out what effect that has on the potatoes as we cross to the kitchen for potato news. And then play the clip. Oh, yeah, sorry. And then I'll play the clip. I think potato one and potato three are pretty much neck and neck. Okay. Oh no, maybe oh. potato three's taken over. My goodness, what we said about potato two then? Potato two, I think, because it was very much the one sort of falling behind the others. It's really come up. It's not far off. It's only maybe and we think, two, three centimeters shorter. And we think that potato three yeah. has pulled ahead of potato yeah. one. I think potato three has got two centimeters on the tallest so part. Potato. Of one was very much the bookie's favourite. It'll be interesting to see. I've not been looking at the uh, the betting statistics. It'll be interesting to see how that has changed things. And they've all spouted at least two, three stalks as well. Okay. There we go. A bit of excitement there. I'm sure you'll agree, listeners. Now it's time to head over to our two sacks that we are uh, embroiled in a psychological scientific study. Last week, the positive potatoes were ahead of the negative ones. Yeah. Positive potato sack. All three potatoes have now sprouted. Wonderful work, yep. potatoes. Well done. You're so good. You're yeah. doing really well. Well done. We're we love you very much. You. We're very proud of you. Yes. One of them in particular has got to about five centimetres and has a few leaves on. I will put pictures <sighs> up. 
Well done. Um, You're going to be on the internet, potatoes. And you will be extra famous now. We're on Spotify and everything. So, there you go. Negative potatoes. Right. Fucking show-offs. Ah. That's what they are. All three of them have sprouted. (laughs) And, if anything, they've got quite a gaudy show of leaves on them. Yeah. One of them has barely sprouted at all. It's just kind of poking up at the side. But the the other two... two, Get 90 years above their stations, are you? Yeah. So someone has messaged in suggesting that we should play an extract from Ghostbusters. Yes, so, has suggested this. Okay, so what's what's this all about then, Annie? So in Ghostbusters 2, they find a river of slime underneath New York City and they find that it feeds on negative energy and can make movement in inanimate objects like a toaster. So... so it, but the interesting thing with this is it thrives off negative energy. Yes. Yeah, it's interesting though, isn't it? Whereas we don't want any thrive to go on so hopefully the uh, potatoes aren't aware of the backstory of Ghostbusters here because otherwise they might be going oh I see what you're doing you're trying to inspire me by talking negatively to me so that's not what we're doing at all so what we're going to do is we're going to play the clip to the potatoes right now yeah listen to this this is what we think of you There we are. So there we go. So hopefully that has done something to the potatoes there. And uh, hopefully the potatoes realise that it was a negative thing. Maybe we are giving the potatoes, the negative potatoes, more attention. And that's the reason. That's the problem. Because with our positive potatoes, we haven't really thought of anything nice that we can do. So maybe next week, if anyone wants to write a nice poem for the potatoes, or maybe sing the potatoes a little song or something, then feel free. Because I feel like the listeners are very good at suggesting things for the negative potatoes, but not so good with anything with the positive potatoes. So... Any positive potato ideas are very welcome, listeners. <laughs> News. And then repeat that. News. News. <laughs> so before we uh, began the podcast, Ellie had rummage in my big box. Yep. She pulled out a cassette. I've had a little listen to what's on that cassette. Ellie and I are now in the room, and I'm going to play Ellie and yourselves what is housed upon said cassette. It is a course cassette roulette. Put your hand in my big box, pull out a cassette. We have no idea right now what's on it yet. But then we press play, we'll hear what we get. It's time to play a game we call Cassette Roulette. So, Ellie, we're back to uh, myself and my brother, Liam. There he is there. That's a sample of Liam. Taken from a fight that the two, like a fun fight that the two of us were having uh, when we were, I don't know how old we would have been now. I can't remember what I said, like I was 12, he was nine or something like that. And I think uh, we might be talking about the same time because we're going to have another playing session now, which you're going to hear. But when Liam and I play together, as you discovered a few weeks ago, it's not conventional play. There's all sorts of stuff at play and it's very difficult to understand when listening to it back what the mm. heck is actually going on um, so just to recap I put this little montage together didn't I Of uh, because our play is so dramatic I put it over some kind of dramatic music and so previously on At Play with David Eagle and Liam Eagle <laughs> Very dramatic stuff there. We're still waiting on some animator because I really think someone could do something very interesting with that. So this time, it starts a little sketch that Liam and I uh, are doing. I can take your top off. Oh, well, no, firstly, for some reason, I'm telling Liam to take his top off before we can begin. I can take your top off. Let go! 
Yeah. Smell my armpits. So, okay, so I'm now giving Liam the diary. I'm not doing the, pro the producing here. I'm giving Liam the instructions. So he has to visit me in a pet shop. Right. I'm the shopkeeper, and there's this creature called a Queeba. Liam is going to go into the shop. He's going to see the Queeba, and he's going to decide that he wants one. And that's the sketch for some okay. reason. I'm not sure where the heck this comes from, but here we go. Oh, so the Queeba can talk. <laughs> I. Hello, okay. what's this? No, I'll get, get, walk into the shop. Hello! Now open the door and shut it again. <laughs> Such a bossy little git. Hello, Mr. Shopkeeper. Sounds the voice of the Queeba there. Uh, okay. Mm -hmm. Hello, Mr. Shopkeeper. Hello, what's this? Queeba! Queeba! What's the hell is a Queeba, Shopkeeper? Well, a Queeba is a very strange <laughs> animal. <laughs> Queebas are very nice animals. Nay, they don't need feeding that much. They take it, they need a lot of playing with. And if you've got any children, they love Queeba. Why don't you bring your children in? Oh, yes, I'll bring my children in. Come on, children. Oh, Run, you, you're the child. Oh, that little girl. Queeba. Ah, you cute little Queeba. And then Liam picks up a rain stick. There's a rain stick now that Liam has picked mm -hmm. up, and we're playing quite nicely, but unfortunately the rain stick is going to very much become oh, no. an issue <laughs> shortly. <laughs> So Liam is clearly sort of doing something like prodding me with a rain stick now, <laughs> and I'm asking him to put the rain stick back. And if Liam had only listened to me, put the rain stick back. So I think. I don't know what happened, but it doesn't sound like I hit him or anything. But I think I must have tried to get it out of his hand and knocked him, knocked him or something with it. So then he starts to hit me <laughs> with a rain stick. Bear in mind, this is like a peaceful, I don't know, is it like an African or a Native American type of instrument associated with calm and tranquility? But now a battle ensues where we're trying to hit each other with a rain stick. <laughs> What's happened to the queeper in all this? <laughs> so I've taken the stick from Liam now. I'm sick of your not being with me! I hit you over the head by accident with a rain stick, and then I hit you over the head by accident with a cup. With a what? A cup, I think I said a cup. And then the final thing I'm going to play is yeah. a little clip of me playing a song, oh. a, a self-composed song. But there's no words to this. This is an instrumental piece, mm. but it's pretty avant-garde. I'll just play you a little bit, and then I'll explain to you what. See, we'll see if you can work out what's okay. going on here. No idea. So it's quite experimental, and it was goes back to what we were saying last week, where I was using dictaphones. Mm. This is where I've taken an existing song. Yeah. So basically, what I've done is I've when you fast forward through a track, it'll play it on the dictaphone at a really fast speed, mm -hmm. ten or twenty times faster than the original. So it creates a, a melody, obviously, because yeah, yeah, it's just a it's just up. a sped up thing. But it's it means that it's very difficult to understand to know what the original is. So I used this in order to create my little song here. Hey. 
So I'm doing the drums and the bass, yeah. but I'm trying to play along with the sample of me fast-forwarding through a very popular song on my dictaphone. <laughs> I've added some strings to my little melody here. <laughs> so I wonder. Don't think Shazam's gonna get this one, mate. No, no. But it feels a little bit magic roundabouty. Okay, so no ideas then. No. Okay. Are so there what, any clues? Let's start slowing it down, because then it'll eventually get to its original speed. So let's mm. see if we can work out. Let's go a bit slow there. Slow it down a bit more. You might start recognising it now. Here we go. Any ideas yet? No. Okay, we'll keep slowing it down. No ideas yet? No. Okay, we'll keep slowing it. You not heard that? The melody's showing, shining through now. No? Here we go, you'll get it now. Can you hear in the background? It sort of sounds like the only record, it sounds like the only surviving record after the apocalypse. <laughs> and someone is listening to it in an un underground bunker and remembering when life had music in it. You can hear it now. Bohemian Rhapsody. Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, God. <laughs> if ever there was a track that was going to exist after a nuclear holocaust, it's going to be Bohemian Rhapsody. And so all of that got from uh, just from that. <laughs> <laughs> so there we are. Wow. A pioneer, listeners. Yeah. Uh, talking of songs, Ellie. Yeah. I have yet to release on Twitter my penis song, but I'm hoping at some point we'll release it as a video. <laughs> I haven't really done too much work on it since we last spoke, but I said I was going to try and do a little bit more work on it, so I thought I'd just show you a little snippet of something I've done to improve my dance song that we played last week. So here we go. This is what I've done to try and improve it. I've been yeah. inspired. Here's the new bit. <laughs> so I think... I think that's going to work nicely. I think that's... It's time for the penultimate herbal tea of the week. Some folks like plain tea, others like tea herbally But this is the feature that reviews herbal tea verbally We'll give it a smell, we'll give it a drink And then we will tell you what we think Tea is the subject on which we will speak In our exciting feature, herbal tea of the week 
Well, it's quite interesting, actually, because we got a message from Birdhouse, from Rebecca. Yes. At Birdhouse. It was very jubilant a couple of weeks ago that uh, Birdhouse was top of the leaderboard. Unfortunately, of course, it was knocked off the leaderboard by uh, that one. I don't know what she would have thought about the um, penis dance remix. You did ask her, didn't you? There's been and there was silence. sudden silence. And I, so I don't know whether she'd listen to the whole podcast or if she just listened to the herbal tea of the week section. So then you suddenly message her back after she said, "Oh yeah, I really enjoyed listening to herbal tea of the week." And then you message back saying, "What do you think of the penis dance remix?" So so she said she loved this and she knew she should have done more alliteration with a description birdhouse have been in touch with us so we are as i say we're movers and shakers <laughs> i'm not talking about my penis we're in the herbal tea of the week world not the herbal tea of the week world because we are the only people doing herbal tea of the week in the herbal tea world anyway it's time to uh, address the controversies of last week's herbal tea and find out what this week's herbal tea of the week is and how it fares as we cross to the kitchen for this week's herbal tea of the week herbal tea of the week. Things are hotting up in Herbal Tea of the Week. I mean that's both literally and figuratively. Literally because the kettle has just boiled. Figuratively because we are coming to the end of Herbal Tea of the Week and the drama and the excitement is really ramping up here. After the uh, brief sojourn into the world of milk-based teas, our second milk-based latte, uh, didn't court as much controversy as we were perhaps fearing, Ellie. I'm not sure if that's down to people being indifferent or accepting. I don't think anyone's indifferent. How can you be indifferent when it comes to the David Eagle podcast. Well, only one person <laughs> responded, yes. um, and that was Simon. Yep. Yes, you heard me right. Simon, people are saying, who, who, who is this? Well, I know, we're just bandying around listening names like, uh, <laughs> my goodness. People are wondering what Simon says. Is it tea? Suspicious. And he is the only person, the lone voice, so I think we are not. I mean, how much opinion would it take us before we reevaluated? I don't know, but fortunately we don't need to have that discussion because only one person spoke out. Yeah. They came for the latte teas, and you said nothing. We're giving a second chance to one tea company that flunked it last time and got the worst score in Herbal Tea of the Week history. That was a score of... Uh, 36. And it's the only one on the list that did not get hailed by Vinnie Hale a nice cup of tea. So it's the only non-nice cup of tea on the list, and it was, of course, from the company Tea Pigs. And last time it was their... Creme Caramel. It was their Creme Caramel, which courted controversy due to the fact that, firstly, the tea bag split, and secondly, not all tea bags. We were told by the, the packaging that not all tea bags might have some caramel in it. And, for some reason, it wasn't enhanced by adding a milk substitute. No. The flavour It just sort of just weirdly work. watered it down by adding milk. So there was a lot going against tea pigs, but we're all about giving second chances here. Shall I tell you what this tea is, David? Yes, please, okay. Ellie. <laughs> this week we are, as you say, back with tea pigs, and this is Masala Dream, which is a chai tea, and the description. Assam tea with spices and natural cinnamon flavouring. Variations of aromatic spiced milky tea have been the Indian drink of choice for hundreds of years. We've blended rich multi-Assam with the exotic cardamom pods, cinnamon, ginger and vanilla in our version of this deliciously satisfying warming tea. All the colour and vibrancy of India in a cup. Oh, I like that. It's got a story to it, mm, hasn't it? It's got a bit of history. Which I really like. I don't think there's a single bit of alliteration to be had, but mm. there really is a lovely bit of a story behind it there. We've got some nice adjectives, though. We Aromatic, do. Aromatic, exotic, yeah. satisfying, warming, vibrancy. A vibrancy technically isn't an adjective. No, it's but, a... No, yeah. but... It would be if it was... If it was vibrant. Vibrant. Yeah. I know that we have children listening. It's an educational thing, remember? When you hear, get my hands off your penis, turn the page. Now, um, so what am I going to give that for description? I don't know, what are you going for for description, Ellie? I'm going for a solid 
solid seven. There's yeah, no, I'm going to go for a seven as well. No alliteration. No alliteration. There's a lovely story behind it, but it's, I don't know, it needs alliteration or some sort of rhythm or something just to elevate it beyond a seven, I think. But I love the story behind it. I think more teas could benefit from that kind of, give it a story, what's going on there. I like that it also gives you the impression that it should be a, a milky tea. So mm. we'll taste it both ways. Do you think we should? We have we with just others, go, We have, we? but that's this. But they've never the suggested thing. not to, and we haven't with the latte. <laughs> so I would argue well, we just go straight. Not with the latte because it was made. Of exactly. So I reckon we just go straight for the milk here. In Again, Simon's going right. Hang on, I've got to <laughs> get. <laughs> 14 on description, so is that our Law's description? No, no, because Tea Pigs was lower. All oh, right, so, <laughs> well done Tea Pigs, you're not and doing... Bloom Teas was lower. Oh really? Of course it was. Danish pastry. Oh yeah, well. Yummy, and Chiang Mai Chai lower. Okay, so while Ellie is talking here, I've been smelling this tea. Ooh. This is without the oat milk, and I really like that. Oh, yeah. Spicy, nine for me, Ooh. for a smell. Yeah. What are you saying, Ellie? I'm going to go for an eight. Eight for Ellie, nine for me, giving it a score of 17. So that puts it sort of high-ish middle-y. Yeah, so 18's our best smell so far with Hoogly, Danish pastry, T2 frosted fruitcake okay. and Birdhouse Easter egg. So I don't think this tea, it may not be able to win, but it's going to get a respectable score and I think it'll, no, we'll no. see. But we'll see what it gets on taste. It's doing well so far. It's lovely and warming. Yeah. And it's not very sweet. No. A part of me was thinking of giving it lower for this reason, but mm. now I'm thinking of giving it higher for the same reason. Mm. And the reason is, the thing I'm talking about here is subtlety. All of the spices mm. culminate together. There's nothing too aggressive. I mean, there's a hint of, is a chilli in there? No. Because there's a little hint that no. it might go, oh, oh. That and then it, the ginger. It goes, oh, oh. And then I, oh. <laughs> That's kind of what I'm getting there. So it's just oh, on... Oh. Ooh. Exactly, so then the clubbers. Oi, oi, Dave! <laughs> I think it's subtle, it's warming. The ginger is not overpowering. It's very tasty. That is such a lovely tea, and I would choose it again and again. Yeah. But I'm going to give it a nine, because I really like it. That's interesting. Go on. Because I was going to give it a nine as well. Okay. So let's go for that. We're both going to give this a nine. My goodness, I don't know what this means for the scoring because I'm not de I'm deliberately not doing the maths. Yeah. Well, so, so we know how good you are. Yes, I'm good at maths. Uh, well, <laughs> so, uh, okay, Ali, let's just, where does that put us in terms of taste then? Okay, so taste, we've got an 18 which is the highest so far. It is not unfounded. It's a decision that I stand by. It's now time to head over to Ellie for the teetotal. So, and remember, what's, what have we got to beat here? A score of? 51 for Pucker Cacao Maca Magic. Tea Pigs Masala Dream Chai Tea. For description, 14. For smell, 17. For taste, 18. Which gives it a teetotal of 49. That brings it in line with T2 Frosted Fruitcake and Birdhouse Aztec Chai and I think that's fair. I very much think it's fair. That to me seems right. So at the moment it is that controversial one still mm. top of the leaderboard. The Pucker Maka 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 Magic. <laughs> Katie Hopkins would not like that tea. <laughs> She'd have something to say about it. Anyway there we go. So we haven't got a new leader but I feel that this is very exciting for tea pigs because they have redeemed themselves have oh, it's a, a massive a massive improvement a massive 30. jump up and they've more than proved themselves to deserve Binny Hill to hail tea pigs chai masala dream so next week will be our final herbal tea of the week it's going to be i think predominantly herbal tea themed next week because it is national tea day who knows what the podcast will bring and can we end on a high can we have a, a new champion but we are not going to let the prestigious event move us to just scoring something higher that's not how we're going to do this we're going to rate the teas fairly but if you want to share with us some of your herbal tea memories then feel free to do that on the podcast that'll be very fitting i think for national tea day and the herbal tea of the week i'm starting to speak as slowly as uh, adrian <laughs> child's here oh, oh. <laughs> something made a noise like a cat
cat. It was more a, oh, no. All right. Oh, you mean every time you've been making that noise, I've been misconstruing it. I, Ellie, you don't know about this, but I have a shocking herbal tea revelation. What? I don't know whether it's a scandal. We'll find out next week. But I've kept this from you. I shall be revealing it to you, the listeners, and to you, Ellie, next week on the National Tea Day special. Well, that's essentially the end of the podcast, Ellie. Wasn't too painful, was it? I have a gig. It's a charity gig. It is for women and girls who seek to end period poverty. They're doing that in India by giving out uh, sanitary products, reusable sanitary products. We talked to Catherine Crossweller a couple of weeks ago on the podcast all about that charity, but I am doing a gig as part of their festival that starts at 6 o'clock on Saturday the 17th of April, goes through till 10, and you can see all sorts of people there in the comedy world there's rosie jones and uh, my good friend paul silky white and he'll be doing some music as well as will i and we'll all be doing sort of 30 minute blocks but you can hop into different bits so it's kind of like a live festival so you could be seeing well i was gonna say you could be seeing me and then you could think oh i wonder what someone else is doing but it's probably the other way around <laughs> that you'll be seeing someone else and you pop into mine and then you'll think no oh, i'll stay i think i'll stay here thank you very much i imagine what that's what that is or you might be going oh there's a there's someone talking about depression in the other tent I think I'll skip away from David now. Uh, I think I'll definitely need to do that. So it's going to be quite interesting, the gig for me, because it's an online gig that Ellie was going to be around to help set up the camera and, and also just to let me know who was in the audience and that kind of thing and have a bit of a chat. But Ellie's now got to go into work. Yeah. So she won't be able to do that. So I won't have anyone to set the camera up or anything. So come along and find out whether I do end up in the right place at the right time and whether you can see my face. DavidEagle.co.uk. There's a gigs page on there. Or if you don't mind typing, a little bit more davideagle.co.uk forward slash gigs there is the comedy gig that we are running on the 23rd of April from live to your living room that's myself and Paul Silky White we've got Daisy Earl and Brennan Reese. of course the last few weeks I've been announcing that we've got Sindhu V as part of that gig but unfortunately Sindhu V has pulled out because she's been offered TV work now the first thing is when I discovered this I was not angry I wasn't even that upset straight away such is my mind the following song came into my head says she will but she won't says she'll do but she don't rather be on tv all together now sindhu v there you go that's my little song so sing that to her when you next see her but there's no hard feelings i'm sure we'll have her back at some point hopefully for a discounted rate we'll have her back i'm sure we're gonna have in sindhu v's place rob rouse so it's gonna be a wonderful night of music and comedy with myself paul silky white Daisy L, Brennan Reese, and Rob Rouse. And on 24th of April, we have a gig with the Young'uns. Remember mm. them? My folk band, the Young'uns. Most people will know the Young'uns through, obviously, listening to this podcast and then Spotify recommending listening to the Young'uns, I imagine. <laughs> Just go to davideagle.co.uk forward slash gigs and all of those upcoming gigs will be there. But we'll see you before the 23rd and the 24th of April, won't we? For the National Tea Day special of the David Eagle podcast. Podcast. Till then, from me, David Eagle. And me, Ellie Skinner. TT. Because it's T. Yes. See, FN. Oh, God. <laughs> we'll take that last joke out in post production, David. <laughs> okay, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs>